Welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to you by SchoolofLaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part-time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show. Welcome back to the School of Last podcast. Rick Roberts here across the table from me is our producer, Gavin Miller. How's it going, sir? It's going good. Good to have you in here today. Yeah. Today our topic is by popular demand, <laughs> which is sad, but it's also <laughs> part of being a stand-up. It's about bombing and how you bounce back both mentally and in preparedness so it doesn't happen the same way again. Ugh. There's going to be times, no matter what point you are in your career, where you're going to bomb. It's going to obviously happen a lot more early. Yeah. And if you're doing things right, a lot less later on. But we're going to talk about that in just a second. So stick around if you've ever bombed or want to know how to bounce back next time you do. Yeah. Or the first time. <laughs> We've got some tips for you right there. So thanks to uh, – there's that. I think it's probably about 15 people that have asked for this episode. So, yeah. So hopefully uh, it's not too late for you guys. To Say thank you. Yes, to get out there. <laughs> Quick uh, iTunes review that we have from Black Bean Soup. <laughs> I like how cryptic you guys are with yeah. your uh, screen names back on August 7th. Uh, I recently started listening to this podcast, and it has, get this word, revolutionized <laughs> how I prepare for open mics. Ooh. I highly recommend for comedians of any experience level. That is absolutely true. Even I go back and re-listen as I'm trying to like think of what to do. Like I'm going back and listening and you know, trying well, what's, to learn. What's fun for me is some of the ones where I give the tip sheets out, I'll use those tip sheets next time I go do a show that those yeah. tips pertain to and just make sure that I'm following my own advice, and it definitely definitely helps out. So for sure, yeah. Very That's cool. Awesome. Thank you, Black Bean Soup. We hope to hear from <laughs> crackers and Zesta yeah. and uh, <laughs> oyster crackers. I'd yeah. like to hear something from oyster crackers if we can get a review out there. Very good. So today's talking about bombing. Um, had yeah. a couple of a couple in within a period of three days last week of some pretty detailed events where people went and did the show, and it just you know a minute or two in they realized this is not going to get any better, and they still had twenty plus minutes to finish oh. out. So man, so if you're if you're brand new to comedy, you don't know what I'm talking about. Bombing is just when you go out and nothing hits. Yeah, nothing. You know, killing, which weirdly enough equals dead people and bombing dead people killing (laughs) is when you're in charge of it and you destroy the audience right and and they can't handle you 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 just own them yeah when you're doing well but bombing is when the audience owns you yeah and unlike killing nobody benefits (laughs) from the bombing nobody even the crowd unless they're really sick in the head aren't enjoying it yeah and it's really tough to to pull out of that situation it's it's one of the biggest fears i mean other because everybody asks about heckling Mm -hmm. but then this is sort of like uh, maybe it has a little bit to do with heckling but but the the bombing is just like nothing's working and that's that's in it's in all of the beginner's head it's in my head that's for sure it's in there just an audience of people going like we didn't like you in high school we don't like you now get out of here like yeah, you're not funny why did you think you're funny everybody you know? who is afraid to try stand up that's the number one reason yeah, yeah yeah so i mean i'm going to give you a few different broad things as we go through here and then some specific things one broad you know, tip I can give yeah. you is, and I've said it recently again, but just separate your material from you. Right. It's tough to do <laughs> yeah. because your material should be personal if you're if you're doing it great. But even when you first start off, it might just be topical. But just look at the words you say as words that came out of your mouth, <laughs> and go back and fix the ones that didn't work. Yeah. You know, it's tough to do. Yeah. But if you can get that going early and just look at 
everything you say is just a, I say data point, right? Something yeah. that's out there, and you can go back and review it and fix it and tweak it. Then your goal should just to get begin on stage as much as you can, as prepared as you can, yeah. And then go back and fix everything. To me, is is in the preparation and the post show, and there's there's really not that much going on during the show. You're just that doing. You have you're to just overthink. going ticking the boxes, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Once you get there, do what you came to deliver, mm-hmm. and then go back and fix the process. So, you know, one thing is definitely just separate yourself from your material. Don't take it so personal. But it's tough. I know it's, it's tough. It's tough when you do say things like also make your material as personal as possible right <laughs> you know you know because you, you feel if people are not laughing then they're judging you as not important yeah or right. your or your joke not funny so therefore you're not good yeah it all comes back but you got to separate now even just talking about it i can feel it a little bit <laughs> yeah you know it's one of those things and, and truthfully if you if you don't bomb ever i don't know anybody that hasn't bombed ever you know but the if you do it early and you learn how to deal with it then it's not going to hold you back down the road. Yeah, I it's remember. almost better to, to bomb a lot early and figure out how to trump it. Yeah, than it is to every fifteenth or twentieth gig bomb and not know why and not ha- know how to fix it and think that it's so infrequent that I don't have to have a plan. Yeah, yeah. I had a back in film school. I had this teacher, uh, Mister Tishkin, who told us in our very first film class. He said, uh, "You're going to work on your very first film using cell- celluloid film and all this." Uh, he said, if you're going to screw one up, make it this one because you don't want to screw the, the later ones up and you will learn everything you need from this. Gotcha. And it was like, that's what I feel like in a certain way. You know, it's like go through those experiences now and mm-hmm. don't, you know, so that you don't end up having that happen later on. Right. You can't skip it. I mean, there's, there's right. Yeah, know, it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen just just because, you know. Yeah. And, you know, we've done two episodes that I can think of previously where. Uh, I'm not going to go into to all the suggestions I gave in there, uh, but if you want to look at the blog or the podcast episode, there's there's a blog called Overcoming a Slow Start. Yes. Okay. And that's great for just, you know, you get up there and it's not firing the way you want to, how you can adjust it right. early. So I'm, I'm not going to repeat all that, but go back and look at that. And there's also a whole episode on shows that don't kill you and make you stronger. Yes. That was a good one. I love that so one. And yeah. so if you want some examples of stuff I've been <laughs> through and some of the stuff people emailed in, uh, go back and listen to those. I'll put the show numbers in the blog Cool. Area, you know, in, yeah. the, in the show notes. But so, without recapping all of that, I think the number one thing you can do to help yourself not bomb is to, and I hate to say this, don't take a gig you're not right for because I do want you to push yourself into some situations where you're going to have to learn. Right. But depending on what the stakes are, don't put yourself in a place you shouldn't be. Okay. So, like, if you were to say a percentage, would you say like ten percent not right for the gig, or or like? 80% not right for the gig. Well, you know, to me now, I can see it from there's, there's you're either right or you're not. Okay. There's not much maybe. Right. And okay. I'll give you an example. Last week, I got a message. Somebody asked if I'd be interested in doing uh, University of Kentucky fall kickoff okay. on their campus. That's football. Right. Well, it's yeah. just they're kicking off their school year. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm not, not going to be on the football field. I'm not a fan of sports, so I don't know. Yeah, but it's just going to be a bunch of college kids having some laughs, you know, right. getting their. But honestly, the people that attend that are freshmen. Yeah. And I'm 46. Right. And I could do some, you know, yeah. if, if a 45 minute set, I could do it. Yeah. But of all the comics that I can think of, I'm the least 
good fit for that. <laughs> yeah. So I would get there, and at some point, some of my material would bomb. Some of it would. Yeah. Just because I I, I would accidentally slip into talking forty six year old speak instead sure. of Nintendo DS, Kids, huh? and, you know, <laughs> PlayStation and Xbox and whatever. Right. So I just said, you know, I, I would love to, but you know, I'm just not the right fit. Yeah. You and, could have done your material on still having your parents' credit card or something right. like that. You know. Yeah. It's and, like. and I don't mind now. Seven years ago, I probably would have said, yeah, let me do that. Yeah. And and seven years ago, I was still taking some gigs I wasn't right for just because I thought, you know, I'm the sole provider now in the house. Uh, right. Why should I turn down something that somebody else thinks I'm right for? Mm-hmm. But I would be the one on stage for 45 minutes not being the right guy. Well, and it's probably true that the person who might be in the HR department hiring you to come do the gig, they may be in your age range. You know, so that maybe they'd be like, oh, they're great. I love them. They mm-hmm. should come do this. But it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. But, it, you know, and, and a little side note here, I think the reason they probably approached me is because I'm clean. Yeah. And maybe they approached me because they didn't know anybody college age that could do a clean set that would be perfect for that. mental as well. You know what I mean? They can't find anybody. That well, shows you that there's a like a market. That's well, a huge market. Well, there's then. a college market for sure. Yeah, yeah, there's a college uh, market. This wasn't college market budget. <laughs> right. So I think they were looking for somebody. But still, it it's a constant thing that comes up everywhere I go. And you can do whatever kind of comedy you like. But if yeah. you can be clean at any age in the game, yeah. if you can be clean early. I mean, Frank Caliendo was a clean act. Could mm-hmm. do impressions. Ruled the college market. Yeah. Eric O'Shea ruled the college market. Henry Cho back when I was in college ruled the college market. Yeah. I mean, we're talking lots and lots of income Gosh. and lots and lots of gigs. So yeah. if you're listening, you're on the fence, you're college age, and you think, hey, should I do clean or dirty? Put together 60, put together 45 minutes of clean. And yeah. You could work colleges until you feel like you're too old for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too old for it now. So uh, so it's just don't take the gig. You know, sometimes I do these speaking engagements. Somebody will call me and go, hey, we need an expert on time management. Could you come in and give us a, a three-hour speech on time management? <laughs> And I'm like, you know what? First off, I can speak on time manager for about 10 or 15 minutes. Right. Because yeah. I've taken the best of everything I've learned from everybody and boiled it down <laughs> well, so that we yeah. don't waste time for three hours talking yeah. about time. But I can tell just from that conversation. Now, they, they contact me through my my website, and I get these th- things every week. And I just reply back, let's let's talk so I can find out exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. And if I'm not the right fit, I have no problem recommending somebody else that I know is perfect for you. Sure. And I get more joy out of that sometimes than anything. Like, hey, I got a buddy who lives right in the town Absolutely. that you're talking about. Yes. They could walk over across the street and do this gig, and yeah. they're going to kill it for yeah. you. So whenever possible, don't take gigs that are that far out of your range. Right. Now, there might be somewhere you're like, this could work. Yeah. It, it has a 50-50 chance. <laughs> so if that's the case, in your contract and in your discussion with the person who asked you to do the gig, say it straight up. This could work or it could fail horribly. <laughs> I appreciate your confidence in me. But, but you can't put that in an email. Is that what you put in the email? I have conversations <laughs> like that. Hey, the, the speech that got me started in my entire speaking career, right. that was the conversation I had. Okay. He said, we hired you to do stand-up. The bottom line is, with the economy crunching down, we can't put comedian on your paycheck. Right. Can you come in and have some points to talk about? You know, that okay. whole deal. I yeah. probably talked about that before. But basically, I told him, I can do that, but listen. It'll be my first time doing that. Doing a speaking engagement. Yeah. yeah. Where I'm trying not to be funny. I said, I'm, I told him, all, I, said, I can be not funny all, all day long. my things are that, right. at that point right now. But I told him, if I it think doesn't he's work. he's trying not to be funny. <laughs> yeah. But I told him, if it doesn't work, you don't owe me a dime. Right. And we chalk it up to experience. Yeah. But I appreciate your confidence in me. Let's give it a shot. Yeah. Cool. So I was comfortable with it. Luckily, it worked out great. But if you're asked to do something where you're like, the crowd isn't your kind of crowd. I mean, for one, you should know at some point who your demo is sure yeah so let's just talk about that for a second you know 
in general, and this is very general, but I find this a good guideline, is to, to perform for people, your ideal audience, which we have a whole podcast on that. Sure, yeah. Is, are the people that are about eight or nine years on either side of your age. Yeah. People that recently went through what you went through and they're beyond it. Yeah. So they're laughing at you still struggling with it. With it, yeah. Or they're approaching that so they find it so interesting because that's on their horizon. Yeah. And then you get the people within a year on either side that are going through it right now. Yeah. Beyond that. That's so true because I, I have these conversations with people and a lot of it is I'm trying to throw in a little bit of material, you know, in these conversations. And it's like I do have that because that's how I start the conversation off. I go, man, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Here's what happened to me. And then I've got that. Or like, oh, man, this is coming up for you because you're going to end up having X, Y, Z happen, you know. And so it's like and I'm able to hit some kind of material, quote unquote, material as we've talked about, like throwing it into regular conversations and seeing mm-hmm. if you get a laugh. It's, that's worked extremely well. But when they're like when I tried to do that with the high school kids or the kids that were just coming into college, that freshman audience did not work. That yep. did not work. Yep. That was my moment of, like, really bombing. Right. <laughs> like, well, it's tricky, you know. So, I mean, you have to get out there and try different things. Yeah. You know, open mic nights or kind of just a – I wouldn't worry about that. But a paid no. gig, you know, both of these people that wrote extended emails and, and notes to me, like, it was a paying gig and it just wasn't, you know, wasn't their crowd. Right. So for that, if you're bombing, you know, if you've committed to do 30 minutes, you know, you might want to cut it down a little bit. But if, I can usually tell. Yeah. When I get to the event, even if everything they told me was perfect, mm-hmm. you know, the ideal crowd, size, lights, everything, if I get there and it's not what they said, mm-hmm. well, then your contract should have language in there that says, you know, we agreed to this. Yeah. You didn't provide this. So guess what? You owe me my paycheck and I'm not going to perform. Okay. You know, when you get to that point. That sounds great to me. You know, <laughs> that sounds like the audience there. I'm going for. <laughs> and, it, and really, it should be in your conversations leading up to it. If you have any suspicions, a red flag, just back out and give it to somebody else. Okay. You know, anytime you hear or see a red flag in a conversation, anything where they're like not consistent or they're not sure, you know what? Depending on how much you need the stage time, you don't have to take the gig. Yeah, I was going to say that's the other thing is like maybe needing having to have the paycheck to pay your car payment or your uh, rent. Well, or that's something. the trick, and that's yeah. why so many gigs don't exist anymore. Right, is because people took the gig, promising they could deliver something, and they couldn't. Blew it up, and then nobody would ever come to that event. You don't yeah. know how many corporate events, specifically when I go just do comedy. Yeah, where they're like, we haven't had a comic in six years because the last one we had had a four minute clip online <laughs> that was clean. We got here, and that's all they had that was clean, and people yeah. walked out, and that's you know, so. Don't promise something you can't deliver. Now, if they promise something to you and they don't deliver, you have the same right to say no. Okay. You know, you should be upset with that. And it's, it's, there should be wording in your contract that lets you off the hook. Okay. If it isn't set up the way to succeed, you know, to help you gain success. And that's what a contract is for. That's what a contract. And we got a yeah. whole episode on that if you want to yeah. go back and get it. So on this first little section, if you're not the right fit, here's a couple of two, two little actionable tips for you to okay. think about right now. Uh, one... Go ahead and make a list of comics that you could recommend for different types of gigs that you're not right for right now. Okay. Okay? So, for me, I've got a list of two or three guys and gals that are good for college age. Okay. I've got two or three that are great for men's retreats or women's retreats or whatever I might not feel most comfortable with. Yeah. Youth programs. Sure. Those kinds of things. Uh, A corporate (laughs) event where they're all salespeople, I can do that. Not always my favorite. Yeah. Uh, but I, I know some guys that have a sales background that do stand-up that if they're looking for some of that message tied into it... They know exactly who they're on. I can put yeah. those guys in. Gotcha. So just think of different people that are experienced enough. You trust them. You've seen their entire show. Mm. Uh, one thing, I can't recommend anybody to anybody unless I've seen 
the full set. The whole thing. So if okay. you're trying to get a feature set at, a, at an agency or get in with them, unless I've seen you do 30, I can't vouch for 30. Okay. Uh, and that's just because I've tried that before. on um, people that I've seen a little bit of, and I got burned, and one agency stopped booking me because of my two recommendations. Oh. So, uh, but that's just my policy Ouch. now that I have to see you. Yeah. You know, if you got a 30-minute video, I'll watch it if it's that important to yeah. you. Um, if if I know you. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah, gonna, sure. But I've still got to know you. Yeah. So networking comes in. So yes, make does. a list. And then second thing to do, if this happens to you more than once especially, is go back and revisit your bio and your web presence and everything you're projecting. Because maybe you're projecting you are good for these events. Okay. And that's why somebody contacted you for it. Yeah. Does that make sense? So if you've got a video, there's college kids in the crowd, and that just happened to be an aberration that night, and your set went okay anyway, they might look at it, oh, they can perform in front of college kids. But if that's not your normal crowd, don't put that in your promo video. Well, if I had had videos of myself, I mean, I have... I guess nobody's heard of the. Maybe there's some people out there who've heard of it, but I had I had a podcast a little while ago that I used to do some comedy stuff. And if if I put that stuff on my page, it would be like here's this super angry single comedian mm-hmm. guy who's like angry at the whole world, and it would have been funny. But but that's not what you're getting now. No, like you're getting guy who has you know a wife and a house. That's like, right. You know, so it's totally different. Like they they'd be like, oh, this guy's really gonna resonate with this college audience because he's gonna he's right there. But now it's like I'm not, not there now. Yeah, and that's I mean that's a span of just a few years. Barber so. College. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. No, I'm just <laughs> Um, but when yeah. you've sunk in your entire <laughs> life and you're now looking at the the uh, Paul Mitchell Barber School, <laughs> hey, two things I wanted my kids to do: one, go into cutting hair because that's uh, hey, my my granddad did it and, and my dad did it, fixing a hot tub. If they, I could get two kids that could do that, I never have to leave the house. You can make some <laughs> money if you do it. Yeah. So those are two actionable tips you could actually do. Go back, revisit your bio, your positioning statement. We've talked about you know when you say this is who I am and this is what I do. Make sure it's really clear what you're best for. And I even put that when I, when somebody emails me like you know are you good for this? I'm like I'm best suited for this kind of crowd. If, yeah. if you can tell me that's your kind of crowd, then I'm perfect for it. Yeah. If not, we need to talk a little bit further. Um, sometimes you get there and the setup, all that kind of stuff is not what you need okay all right and in in one of the emails i got the setup was literally a stage in the outfield and all of the people sitting in the dugouts (laughs) watching a show from 316 feet in left field away kind of a deal yeah to where there's even if you're great even if you're sinbad it's gonna be hard to get people to connect because comedy is so intimate so it's yeah in your pre-event conversations you need to have a really really heart to heart talk and say hey, listen especially if it's their first time doing stand up yeah that's your first question you should always ask is have you had a comedian before okay okay because that could lead a lot of different things but one if they say no then you know they've never planned a comedy show before sure and you need to have the setup right it's a different thing yeah in fact yeah. we got a podcast on the ideal comedy club setup that's true and there's a tip sheet with that if you just want the yeah. list to go through ballpark is not on one of those no <laughs> standing in the outfield is you know, under the scoreboard yeah you know, so that you the get setup, the organ guy to like hit do hits for oh you right after you're from. I mean, I, I, a long time ago we talked about it, but you know, with my improv group back in the day, we were on scaffolding in the middle middle of Kellogg Arena in Battle Creek, about yes. sixty feet up in the air, using the PA system that they used to announce oh the ball games gosh. on New Year's Eve, and nothing worked. Yeah, and so you know, we had to ba- you know the the Booker actually came up and said, hey, uh, this. <laughs> Everybody come see him at the club. We're going to have him the rest of the week. This is not the right setup, oh, and it's Lord. my fault. Uh, so you have to have those conversations when you when you talk to the person. Like, you know, what's the average age going to be? Yeah. 
are there going to be is this a ticketed event where people are buying yeah or is this something that open to the public for free because that, yeah. that's a difference is it on and, the way from the check-in to the <laughs> to the event that i'm standing on a stage like i think you said there was one like an outdoor gig or something that you had done that was like that oh where I, people were just going yeah walking last, past you one or two summers ago i was like in a, a festival outdoor yeah. little town but i was on the corner of main and broad street yeah and like so you know i got it to work but it wasn't the easiest thing <laughs> And so you have to have those conversations, like you know, if it is outside, please stop and listen to me. Yeah, where is the sunset? And you know, where is the stage in oh. relation to where the sun sets? If it's yeah. going to be in their eyes, I'd rather be in my eyes. I don't care. Yeah, than their eyes. Yeah, you know, it's more lighting on stage for me. Natural, right. sure. And is is the lights going to go down with the sun? Is there more lights there? I mean, there's so many questions you have to ask. But anything that you don't ask and it happens, it's your fault for not yeah. finding out. Yeah. So it, it's it's harsh to say that maybe, but you need to have a list of pre-show questions you ask to troubleshoot. First one, have you had a comic before? If no, then is this your first comedy event ever? Ask them if it's a ticketed event because people that pay to get in to see a show are more vested in watching the show and sure. they're pulling for you as opposed to people that were given tickets or yeah. come in for free. Yeah. They can wander in and out. Those kinds of things you need to know. So have a list of questions and, and develop that list. I'd be happy to help you with some of those. Yeah. Um, but it, it just depends on what kind of show you do to make sure that you get it right. Sure. But if you don't ask those questions and you show up, you can't be mad because you didn't ask those questions. Now, if you get there and it's totally different than they promised you, once again, you should be able to walk out and that should be in your contract, you know. You can also tell them this, and I, I had this situation happen, happen last summer, is um, we sold out the first show. Uh-huh. It was a private event, a, not a fundraiser, but a club, like a golf course event. Right, So yeah. all the people that lived on the golf course. The <laughs> first show sold out. Couldn't have been better. I mean, literally, couldn't have been better. Yeah. And then she goes, we have so many people that want a second show. And this was last minute. Okay. And she goes, would you be willing to do a second show? I'm like, honestly, I'd rather not. (laughs) B, um, you know, what time would it start? Is this going to involve me missing my nap? Well, yeah, part of that. And it was one of those days where I got up and drove all day. I'm sure, yeah. I really didn't want to do it. And she goes, well, we've got enough to sell it out again if you want to do a second show. Wow. And this is just me, like me for an hour. Jeez. You know, so I hadn't prepared physically to do that. The full Rick experience. Yeah, well, I would have probably got there the night before, rested up, and been fresh for yeah, two shows. two shows, I mean, yeah. two hours in my brain is, is And pushing. you're also thinking about getting back home and all that stuff. All that yeah. other stuff. And so she said, you want to do it? And I said, listen, I'll do it, but if it's not flying, like if they're all drunk... And they're you know if they don't settle down ever right because I don't have an opening act yeah so they've I have now to played golf and now they're on their way back they've had six drinks at the bar nothing worse than you're drinking on the golf course in ninety degree heat and you yeah. come in and you get, it's not going to happen yeah so I, I'd been in enough situations like that before where I knew it wasn't going to happen oh, okay <laughs> I said I'll start it if after ten minutes they haven't settled in or it's not clicking um, give them their money back and I'm out of here okay and so after ten minutes there was one guy there's always that one guy. <laughs> And after every joke, he's like, Boop! and that was it. And so after 10 minutes, I said, listen, I can be here for another 50 minutes and entertain everybody else except for you. Right. But I'm not going to try to do that while you're still here. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I just called him out. I, I don't have to be there. I love that. So I said, either I'll give you a couple minutes to pay your tab and, and we'll get your m- ticket money back and you yeah. can hit the road. Or if you're going to sit there, I'm going to pack my stuff up and, and head out. I said, yeah. I, I said, this is a... I did this for you guys. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. don't do this to me. <laughs> right. And yeah. because of my beliefs, I'm not going to sit here and cuss you out and make you feel like an idiot. Right, yeah. Uh, I'm giving you the opportunity. <laughs> you already know that you wanted attention. Everybody's staring at you now. Yeah, we got it now. So I'm yeah. cool if you leave, but if you stay, I'm not going to. I like that. And he, he just took off his flip-flops and, you know, 
threw a beer cap into the corner of the room, like just pretend I wasn't there, but kept. Yeah, yeah wouldn't it's leave. sad. It, that's the saddest yeah. thing in the world. It's just like, oh, dude. So I told the lady, I said, "This is what I thought would happen." And I said, "I'm out of here." Yeah. And so, you know, some some comics would think I'm a, a wimp for doing that, but I wasn't going to lower myself to that level. And, and the only way I could get him out of that seat was to just turn into somebody that I'm not. Right. I'm not yeah. going to do it. Yeah. But I could see that coming. Which then the audience is also not going to be rooting for you. They're going to be, you know, because yeah. you just, <laughs> you know, you hit somebody in the audience basically. Oh, if I would have, bu- I mean, if he would have left, they were telling him to go. The audience was. Yeah, they're yeah. like, go, go, go. <laughs> and he's, he's like, no. What? I'm like, well, there you go. Uh, and so, but still the high school bully. <laughs> funny thing, though, is I've sold like six CDs on the way out. I, I do want to hear your whole set, so I've sold CDs. Oh, uh, that's funny. So, and, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, man, have yourself the conversation with the event planner. Hey, this is not what you promised. This is not something I promised. There's no contract for this. If it's right. not working, we'll just call it quits. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to die on an operating table if I, if I leave. Sure. So I'll give it the old college try, but my act is not geared towards entertaining drunks drunks yeah period uh, no matter how you look at it <laughs> and that's fine you know a long time ago it was yeah but I mean but you don't want to but I don't want to be in that place anymore right so there you go um, so cool so here's a few things you can do obviously if it's not what they promised is tell them you're going to cut it short reword your contract again to okay. make sure that you're projecting what your act can do and, and what it should be and then obviously <laughs> heal the sick <laughs> yeah and just you know it maybe uh, what i did after that was i asked him you know in my contract if you think about adding a second show at any point it needs to be a day or two in advance i'm not okay. going to show up that day and right at the end of the night go hey you want to do another hour well especially if if, if it's going to entail a lot more expenses on your side too even just a financial thing you know because if all of a sudden it's going to you're going to have to buy a hotel room in a, in a city where it's booked and it costs you you know 150 dollars oh yeah I mean, and they're going to you know it's like well all, it would have been the same it was it was the same pay for the yeah. show i did earlier yeah it, it was full price right but it just wasn't just wasn't meant to be but had, that guy. <laughs> but you know, here's the thing: had had I known a second show, I probably would have got yeah. there with some time to take a nap. Right. I probably would have been more rested. I may have dealt with him Less differently. Grumpy. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Little grumps. And uh, but I just wasn't in for it. So, <laughs> so lucky me, I'm out. All right. Sometimes this, you're bombing, and everybody else in the show did well. Yeah, that's like you're maybe the fifth out of seven comics, and you're up there, and it's just not happening for you. So, That's a tough one. So good venue, good audience. Good every, venue, everything seems sound, good. Sound lights, the comics before you are even are great. Right, they're setting you up for success, and you walk out there. This is the classic fear. <laughs> that can happen. Yeah. So man. That's the toughest one because okay. you're in the right place. <clears throat> they are your crowd. Yeah. You just went out there and didn't do your set the way you were supposed to do. Okay. Somehow something got off track. Right. Now it could be that. It, you know, a lot of times it is you're not watching the show, you're in the green room or outside smoking mm-hmm. a cigarette or whatever, and you haven't seen what the show is like. So you walk in there and it's a different temperature than you thought. Yeah, it's a different. The crowd is at a different peak and point. Right, and you didn't lead off as strong as you needed to. To to, to keep to keep them, to keep yeah. the momentum going. Yeah. You haven't watched what the crowd went through for the first seven or eight comics to see what they're laughing at. Yeah, and you may lead off with something that they've kind of heard already. Right. There's a lot of those things. So, yes. <laughs> unfortunately, a lot of those things you can't undo like you can't walk in there and after two minutes learn everything they watched yeah you're in that situation so here's a few tips for where you're in the right place and it's not going the way you want to okay all right and some of these sound maybe backwards but here's what here's what i would recommend yeah first tell the crowd that this is the best crowd you've ever had <laughs> it's a jedi mind trick okay maybe your first two jokes got a little chuckle but not 
take a second, take a deep breath, and go, man, this you guys are phenomenal. This is the best crowd I've had in a long time. Right. And you hear that and transform your mindset, and they hear it like, oh, really? I didn't think you were doing that good. <laughs> Maybe we are good. But you inject some positive. Taking the pressure off of the crowd. Yeah. Yes, okay. And from that point on, pretend like every laugh you get is the best laugh you've ever got. Right. Because what that will do is instead of you rushing through your set trying to find where the laugh is and where the next punchline is, you actually deliver the jokes at a pace that they should be delivered at, and you can get the crowd back into your timing, and you're not on the crowd's timing. Okay, yeah. Because what happened when you first came out is probably you didn't sync up with the timing. It, right, It okay. wasn't flowing correctly. So this is one way to get it back on track. Yeah. Now – Get into your set, you know, get the flow going. If after another minute or two it still hasn't hit on all cylinders, go to your closer. Go to your best joke. Yeah. Go to your best joke and jumpstart that crowd. Yeah. Get them back where they need to be. Okay. Now, sometimes I do this if I'm doing it and for now an you're hour. you're stuck without a closer. Well, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? But you still have <laughs> but, a crowd that's going to yeah, stick around for that's you. That's true, yeah. If after 30 seconds they smell blood and after a minute they see blood. Yeah. And after two minutes you're out of Band-Aids. Oh, the sharks are in, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So give them something to laugh yeah. at to where they're like, okay, he, okay, this guy's all right. Yeah. And then you can work your way towards another closer. Not your time to try out new material. <laughs> no. I mean, that's the third option. The third okay, option is, okay, so your closer didn't work. Your normal jokes didn't work up front. You burn the place down. You burn it down. <laughs> well, sometimes there is a, a misconnection somehow, and this is a place where crowd work can come in handy just temporarily okay. just to kind of get them back to where they need to be. But could be that comics in front of you did a lot of crowd work, and that's what the crowd's used to, and now you're just up there. You sound really jokey-jokey because you're yeah. not interacting with them. Yeah. So you have a few things in your arsenal. You've got your breathing, your positivity. That's the first step of getting it back on control. <laughs> positivity. It's big, man. Positivity. Hey, yeah. there's times where you walk out there and it's not right. You have to really Jedi so mind that, trick it. Okay, so does that mean start smiling a bunch and stop sweating? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what you mean by, you know. If you look frustrated, if you sound frustrated, if you start stumbling over words and look incompetent, that's the way they're going to feel about you. Okay. If you look positive, and maybe the first couple of jokes didn't hit, but hey, you're you're still got the energy and things are going good, and you know they'll they'll get yeah. on board. Should you say think? Because I hear some comics say, and this happens all the time. They go, "I don't care. You think I care? I don't care." Like that is that that's not positive. That's it's not, not po- positive. It works for some people. Uh, yeah, but I would never project that. Okay. You know. Because it's showing that their laughs don't matter, basically. Yeah. Okay. But I, but I see it a lot, and sometimes it gets just enough laugh to get the them back on board. Yeah, it does. But like, but it, it's a hail it plays Mary, into I your, think. Yeah, it, it kind of is. <laughs> the other approach is the I call it the Bernie Mac approach. Uh, man, back in the early '90s when he just hit his mainstream, it was it was a night at the Apollo. Uh-huh. If you can Google that set and find it on YouTube. Uh, Google YouTube they're connected so I guess that makes sense but he comes right and he goes I'm not afraid of y'all and he came oh. right out and he started laying it down I'm not afraid of you Yeah. and he was brand new I mean he was yeah. pretty new at that point but by the end of his five or seven minute set standing ovation like because he Jeez. came out because everybody at the Apollo feels like prove it to me like I mean right. they're literally the arms are crossed I don't yes. care who you are Yeah. and even he wasn't a name yet but he came out and goes, I'm not afraid of y'all Yeah. and he just laid it out and so that's another approach like I'm not afraid of y'all Don't I don't need it yeah yeah I mean, there's there's other throwaway lines you hear comics say like, "I'm not that impressed with you guys yet either," or right. that kind of stuff. Sure, that's hacky. I think there's there's enough in those three tips to get you back on track. Yeah, there's a great uh, on Netflix. Um, Who's the comic that did the DVD, the crowd work? Um, but it's a whole show on just crowd work, like where he just goes around and does his tour with crowd work. Yes, it's amazing. Yeah, and I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now, but a New York comic, little guy. 
I know. I've worked with them twice back <laughs> in the day. They, uh, Todd Berry. Yes. Yeah, yes. Todd. I watched that thinking like, this will be really interesting to watch somebody do this. And it's so great. And, and he has lots of those kind of moments mm-hmm. where he wants to kick into something else and you just see him not do it. And he works. You see him work through all those kinds of moments as a great. Uh, it's a great sort of master class in getting out of awkward moments. Yeah, I mean, the <laughs> and how to use them, right? And then the bottom line across all this stuff is just remember, everybody in the crowd is afraid to get on stage. Yes. So you know, no matter what you're doing, almost you're doing better than they are. <laughs> yeah. All right. You're more. Of a You've taken than the step. Yeah. You've taken a step on stage into the spotlight, and you're putting it out there. So know that at least you took a chance. And let me tell you. The older you get, you realize in life the chances you take that make you grow, even if they aren't great. Yeah, you know, maybe something didn't work out. At least you know. At least yeah. you maybe at least you tested the waters on sure. some things. And so, don't be afraid to do that kind of stuff. Don't let other people um, tell you that you're great or not great. Yeah. You know, on stage, you're a great person. You're you're maybe not a great writer yet. Right. Uh, you've got a great attitude. You've got a great approach. Use the stuff that's working for you to your advantage, and just develop some of that mental toughness. Yeah. <laughs> now, the last thing I'll say is, if you are constantly finding that you're bombing, it's, mm-hmm. it's your material. Bottom okay. line, there's no way around it. You can't not have a good joke will not bomb every time you do it. Okay. A, Even if your timing's a off good or whatever, because you're just it'll work at some point. No. Okay. It, you know, and I know people. There's plenty of people that aren't the most um, engaging personalities on stage, but right. their material is strong and they can get yeah. laughs. So if it's something that happens over and over a majority like a, of the time. <laughs> that seems like the perfect spot to be in, where you don't have to prove anything. You just go up there and the words do the work. They should, right? That's, I know. It sounds it sounds ridiculous because it sounds like, oh, well, that's good writing. But it's like, God, that seems nice. You don't have to sell it. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's hard work. That's the thing that people don't realize is. Yes, that is absolutely You it. need to be willing to throw out 80% of your act and keep the 20% that's really strong. Yeah. And don't just settle for having mediocre filler material. Because on a, on a night where the crowd is tough, that mediocre yeah. is not going to work. Right. And the best of what you have Ooh. may or may not work. And if yeah. it doesn't, then you need to increase your writing across the board and just get it stronger and, <laughs> and spend more time on it, edit more, yeah. make sure what you're writing connects with the audience better and all those things. And But, you know, I hate to say it, but <laughs> you, know, you have to have some of these situations. But you also, if none of this stuff made sense to you before what I say, this, oh. this is the other thing you do. Just get back on stage quick. Yeah. Okay. Don't let that sit for a month and keep you off stage. Keep you off stage. Okay. You know the and sometimes I know for a, a few of our listeners they have three and four hour drives back from an open mic. <sighs> that you time know. in the car when you're you just mulling ate over it. those things. Nah, it's midnight to four and you're driving oh, home. Oh my lord! And it's a week or two or three before you have another chance to go out and do yeah. it. You, I mean, you you really do want to get back on that stage as quick as you can. Uh, it's absolutely, it's so true. I mean, I I don't have as much stage time doing comedy, but like maybe two weeks ago, I missed a two not a two bar phrase, a two beat phrase uh, in a in a song that I was playing with a with a group, and I still wake up thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang it. Yeah, I should have hit that. Right. I know. I didn't throw anyone off. No one know, knew but me. Oh, man. It's still going on in my head. Yeah. <laughs> but you learn. I mean, but you to learn me, from that's it, right? What it, yeah. And to me, that was my version 
of bombing mm-hmm. in a certain way was I missed that and I was like the rest of it was pro but that little part and I just it's but it eats you alive the, yeah. and it was a 45 minute drive from there back home and I was like oh my god get, how loud can the radio get so I can stop thinking about this yeah <laughs> it's tough you know and and it's true with musicians it's true with speakers I mean that's came back it's, from the speakers conference and there's all kinds of conversations about you know when it's not connecting in these things it happens but the reality is if you have great material you can pull it off It'll, yeah and so spend the time on that yeah you know spend as much time get feedback get your little writing group going whatever it takes to get the material tight and you'll have more ammunition i mean that's really what it is yeah and even when your confidence is low if your material is strong it's going to pull you up yeah you know so invest in that before you invest on just hitting another stage just to pick up just a paycheck to, for a gig that might not be right for you. Right, yeah. You know, you learn from it, but if you don't take what you learned and put it in, you know, a few weeks ago I did a showcase and I talked about not starting with the joke I wanted to start off with. Yes. And I learned it didn't work right there. Yeah. I've kept the joke and I've put it about six minutes in. Okay. And it's working great. Good. So I learned from that spot. If I, if it's I would, another data point. It's yeah, another data point. That's yeah. all it is, man. So the key is, is taking something away from all these things. So be good. Be focused and and make sure that you do the due diligence leading up to the events, making sure it's a good fit. Yeah. If it's not a perfect fit, let them know. It may not be perfect. You might need to bail. Right. You know, or if, if I'm going to be up there for all 30, it's going to get weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but find yeah. some way. I mean, even once you know on stage it's not working, then that's kind of like an, I can do homework right now. How can I make sure. this work? Yeah. And switch into crowd work if you need to. Hit hit your closing bit if you need to. Yeah. Change your pace. Engage with the audience. There's a million things you can always be doing instead of thinking yeah. about bailing and this isn't working. <laughs> and just realize that it happens to everybody. Yeah. At every stage, something can happen to where the greatest comic is going to have a tough night. But yeah. the really, really, really good ones are going to have that experience behind them and they can to figure out how out. to pull it out. Yeah. So a, t- a few tough lessons there. A little tough love well, on this it's episode. T- it's true. It's just in your head constantly that that's a possibility, especially like – I as few gigs as I've done, I haven't had the bombing thing happen, mm-hmm. and so you know that's it's still in my mind the fear of that happening. It's, I almost want to get it out of the way. We can make it happen really <laughs> can, soon. Yeah, we can make it happen. To very, it could happen tonight. I know two places we can go tonight. To <laughs> take that kick. Yeah, knock that right out of you. Oh Lord. Well, hopefully you guys. Uh, took away a few tips from that if you want the tip sheet for this episode if you weren't taking notes but you thought hey a couple of those things sounded good uh, just yeah. email me at schooloflast at gmail.com and put bombing episode tip sheet i'll give you this tip sheet and i'll also include you on our bi-monthly newsletter yeah where you get all the missed stuff that you maybe didn't pick up in the blog and and stuff happened in the news the past couple of weeks all revolving around stand-up comedy yeah it's a great thing that insider tip sheet make sure you're on that for sure even if you don't want this particular tip sheet yeah just connect with us shoot me that email schooloflast at gmail.com and let me know what i can do to help you out thanks again for listening yeah. we'll talk to you next time gavin go bomb <laughs> thanks that's my career that's my career that was a dud <laughs> but thanks for listening to the school of laughs podcast If you'd like to hear more School of Laughs podcasts, you can find them on iTunes and Stitcher.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For information on upcoming live and online classes, visit SchoolofLaughs.com. Until next time, stay tuned, stay focused, and stay funny.